0: Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. Alrighty, we are back on track with The Property Pod. Thanks for joining us once again. I am your host, Aaron Horn, And once again, it's only one other man at the desk with me. J-Mac is not here and it is Paddy B.
1: Yeah, apparently we lied last week and said J-Mac would be back, but it shows we do not know what's happening
0: with well. this show. Well, we don't listen to John enough, I think, because I swear he said he'd be back. Yeah, I thought he was back too. I swear he said he was away for one week. Well, we made the call to him and we said, oh, like, you're coming in for Thursday. Oh, no, I'm still in Sydney. Yeah, I don't know. But the one thing you did know, you listened um, about the kilt stuff. He was doing kilt stuff.
1: Yeah, boom, he was. over in Sydney doing, what, the Royal Military it was tattoo? like the was Edinburgh
0: it? tattoo. Yeah. It looked very fancy, yeah. It was... he
1: did look very schmick in the photos he put up online. So that,
0: that specific colour of tartan, I'm pretty sure that's like their clan's colour. So the photos that he put up, because that's what Rosie's partner had draped across her. And and, so
1: did Julie, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that must be like their clan McGregor. But um, it's show day down here today, so.
1: It is show day, so I'm wrapping this up with you this morning and then I'm off to get a daggle dog. You going to the show? Taking the
0: kids? No. (laughs) Because you're flying solo, you're single parenting at the moment.
1: I am single parenting at the moment and I cannot wait for my wife Abby to come back
0: (laughs) So she's away on a business trip?
1: Yeah, so she her, Grace and one of our other employees, Rens, are over in the Philippines at the moment training, so it's pretty exciting for them yep. all.
0: Yep, yep. So they just go over there for the week and do I don't really know. Yeah. It's her department. You just leave it Yeah, so the
1: property management department have headed over there. They're doing um, training all week. They seem to be partying more than the training, but I guess it's all team building, so we'll let them have that
0: one. That's it. It's all about building morale and and make sure everyone's happy.
1: Yeah. Why we can't do that here in Hobart and we head overseas, I'm not sure. But hey, if you can do it, why not, I say.
0: You should have got her to take the mics and maybe she could have got some interviews over there like you did in Vegas.
1: Well, that's... A missed opportunity right there, I feel.
0: I think she's still a bit upset that she wasn't the first property manager. We went to John's mum and not her. Yeah,
1: but oh, well. she'll survive.
0: <laughs> I was thinking like it's show day, we're doing our show, we even come in in the morning time on a public holiday. That's Jeez, dedication right there. These were committed and j Max away on killed holiday.
1: Yeah, couldn't even get him on the phone. Like I called him from Vegas and he can't even call him from Sydney. What are you doing, j Maybe we should
0: try and call him. We'll just give him a buzz and see what he's up to. He, we'll probably wake him up. We better not. We better <laughs> leave him. <laughs> No, it's a funny thing about the show though, because it's one of those things I remember as a kid, it was the bee's knees. Like it was the ultimate to go to the show. I remember going along with um with granddad and he would always win at the sideshow alley. He was just like an absolute cracker Oh, So he sharked the sharks. Oh yeah, no, he was a shark. Like I remember him getting winning this giant gnome fluffy thing, and we still have it all. My sister still has it at her house, like it's this thing that I like I have this vivid memory of pop just dominating at the at the show.
1: So there's always one sideshow game that I always remembered. And I never had any luck and I'm not sure how you even run on it. It was yeah. the throwing of the 20-cent piece under oh, that you, big
0: board. You got to land it on that, that direct Yeah, square. and then you got like the $20 note if you uh, – But I don't think you're allowed to touch any of the little corner or something. No. It had to be the most perfect of perfects.
1: Yeah. I don't know why, but I never had any 20-cent pieces left. Yeah,
0: that's how you go. Yeah. But look, that's the show. I'm not sure how it'll go this year. I think John's company were having...
1: Yeah, so First National are sponsoring it this year. So it is a shame that J-Mac's not in town because we may have been presenting from the show today. Instead, we're sitting on the other side of the fence. I know. We would have got free tickets as well.
0: Yeah, God. Oh, well, John. hopefully we would have. <laughs> you never know. Oh, well, you've got to get some perks out of knowing, knowing the guy. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> He might invite us to his next kilt fest. <laughs> so uh, talking today, you've done a little bit of searching on the news. you found a few little um, uh, hilarious – or not hilarious. Hilarious is – it looks funny from our side of the fence, but on his side of the fence, not a happy shappy.
1: Probably not, no. What I thought I'd do today, it's really difficult. I just want to put out there not having our third wheel. So I know,
0: we're so comfortable having it. It's kind of like he's our safety net that'll just save the day when we get stuck.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So I'm trying to think like this week, what could we talk about? How are we going to make content without our, our resident expert here at the desk? And I thought I'd have a look at some of the news articles that have come out over the last sort of couple of weeks yeah, some yep. of the things we haven't touched on yet and there's one that i sort of saw that was quite interesting i like I? this one it actually made me like john aaron said it's a little bit funny but probably not for the guy that
0: experienced it but actually no now you talk about. well actually we'll go into it and then i'll throw to what i want to say
1: so the headline of the article online was and i found this on seven news.com.au was man loses his mind after council cut Building in half to solve property dispute.
0: The picture. So I didn't read the article straight up, but I looked at the picture, and it's literally kind of a um, a galvanised shed that's been built. It's a community building, but there then is a wire fence that runs straight through the middle, and it's just got this so perfect v- section cut out of it
1: to allow the fence to go through. So, so, so it's
0: a, on one side of the fence is a three quarters of the pro- of this building, and then on the other side is the quarter of the shed that's left. And so. so
1: What's happened from when I read the article, it sounds like the shed was put in the incorrect position, so half is on one boundary and half is on the adjoining property. And there's been an argument over, obviously, the location of the shed. So to rectify it, the council got sick of it and they've just literally built the fence through the garage.
0: So, like, is the building still functional? Like, like, how is this a good idea? Like, why would you go about cutting a building in half just to kind of appease – like, obviously, the guy – On the other side, he owns his land. That's his land.
1: Yeah, well, look, that's the bit I'm confused about as well and I don't really have an answer. But we had the guy a couple of weeks ago on title insurance and now I'm thinking, man, I wish I had this article and he was sitting at the desk here with us. Exactly.
0: This is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is exactly why you need your title insurance and this is exactly what he was talking about. The building's gone onto the land. The guys disputed it. And then so when I read through further, it went on to say that they – after they put the fence up, he was like, this is the dumbest thing. This is – I think to quote him it says it's pretty much the most ridiculous thing ever. But then the council were like, all right, well, we'll take the building down. But he refused to let them onto his land. He said, nope, you can't step onto my land. So you can't take down the quarter of the building (laughs) that you've left on my side of the fence. (laughs) But it, it made me think, I'm not sure if we've brought it up before, I think I brought it up in one of the first few episodes, the guy that bought like 30 centimetres of land, the nature strip. Oh, yeah.
1: It. He thought he bought the deal of the century. Yeah, and yeah, It was just like a little bit of land that was pointless.
0: It's like this tiny little bit of grass that was in between these two things. It made me think of that. It's like you've really got to – knuckle down onto the details to make sure you're not getting buggered on a deal
1: yeah and look it's one of those things like you just assume that properties are put in the correct position and you assume where fences run on properties are in the the correct spot but sometimes they're not and i guess this is where um, when we had paul watkins a couple of weeks ago in talking about title insurance this is what he specializes in and fixes these problems so you don't have a situation where they cut the shit in half to fix the solution because nobody can agree so
0: so if you haven't listened to that episode go back and have a listen that one's very john powerhouse which we're missing John today, because I know he'd have a lot to say about this. And uh, John, yeah, did a really good job talking with Paul on that one. Yep. So
1: that was Article 1, which I thought was quite interesting quite amusing um the second article is something that actually went up on our blog this week
0: so yeah so this is cool this is what you were talking about last week where you're saying you want to kind of create a hub of information where people can go to and gather some information especially 1st home buyers and people who are new to the property game
1: yeah so obviously we're doing this podcast each week but we want to expand past that and that's where our new website's trying to come in and help fill that void. So we're trying to build a database of relevant information. So we actually had Ben Hughes, who is one of our content creators for 414 Real Estate's blog, put out a new blog this week, um, affordable home renovations that will add instant value to your property. Now Ben's actually studying journalism and digital social media at the moment at university. So quite often he's producing content around all sorts of topics and he asked could he put this one up on the Property Pods uh, blog because he felt that it could be potentially useful, especially for 1st home buyers or really anyone that's getting their home ready to sell as well and want to know what tips and tricks they can do to just add extra value to the property.
0: This one is right up my alley. So um, I bought my first home just over a year ago now and since then have gone through the process of of doing some major renovations to it, kind of lots of things that I wanted to get done Just from the outset of looking at the place and as I went through the um, article, it literally has about 12 things that I've kind of gone through just myself, just kind of decluttering the space and really getting a feel for, I think he mentions feng shui and I haven't really done any feng shui stuff to my place, but just in the last week and a half had the kitchen installed and just kind of opening up that entire space that what it once was and what it is now. And it's kind of crazy moving everything out to have the trades come in and do some things. Mm. Things have moved to different spaces. I've now created a study nook that I didn't even realize you I have. could use this space. I was like, oh, this space is just kind of a little nib around the corner, but I've worked out now like, oh, actually, I put a table here. It's a little study nook. It's a whole new functional area.
1: Some of my favorite things in the article, and I really encourage anyone that's thinking about selling to jump on the site and read the whole article. It's quite a lot there, so we're not going to go through all of it. There was two that really stood out for me. One was really unique, I guess, to a degree, was browse Pinterest. Now – people who haven't used it and houses is another one that's out there. It's where people like can put out their thoughts of how things should look and styles and you can collate sort of little boards that I guess describe you to a degree. I'm not explaining No, you do well. not
0: really explaining Pinterest that well but essentially what it is, it's kind of like a pin board of ideas that you Boom. put all together.
1: That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I'll be... <laughs>
0: I won't be fixing your um, grammar today. I'll just be fixing... <laughs>
1: my, lang- my my talking. <laughs> yeah. It's because
0: you're a single parent this <laughs> week and you're just exhausted. <sighs> it's early. we got you up in the morning. On a public holiday, you're here having a yarn. So yeah. even if we don't make it to the full 30 minutes, Pat, I think people will forgive you.
1: Yeah. Thanks, guys. So I thought it was a really clever idea because before you go out and actually do anything go have a look what other people have done. And I think that's a great way. And you can do that on realestate.com or any site really that has house. It's, a good, it's
0: a good space aspects. that's collated where you're not just doing a Google search and hope, hitting and hoping. You can literally find other boards. of. I know my partner went into laundry ideas. She went into Pinterest, search laundry ideas. And, and you just
1: get bombarded with all sorts of laundries. It's yeah. great. The other one I really liked was hang mirrors. Now that seems really basic. What's that going to do for me? But it actually does make a space feel larger. So if you have a smaller room, adding a mirror onto the wall can actually make it feel larger. Another trick that I think John and Adam from Shift spoke about it as well is if you've got a small dining space, use a glass dining table rather than a solid table because people can see through the table and it makes the room feel larger than what it actually is. So hanging mirrors, really easy cheap you can buy them from Kmart for you know quite a nice one for sort of $15 and just doing that onto a, a smaller room on a wall somewhere as a feature can be the difference to making it just look that little bit more appealing so I thought that was another great tip as well
0: it's just cool that he's put it together and as I've gone through it like I said before like there was so much stuff that I've done either unknowingly or just kind of thought about like the Pinterest idea and looking at those ideas have then led me to kind of oh rather than have so much stuff on my kitchen bench I just need like the toaster and the coffee machine which I use every morning. But I don't have to have the blender which gets used once in the blue moon when I'm like, oh, I might have a smoothie this week. It's Oh, that can stay away until the day I need it. Yeah. I'll get it out then I'll put it away. But I don't need to have every single utensil that I've got. doesn't need to be on display.
1: Yeah, exactly right. So look, I thought it was a good article. I think people can get a lot out of it. So I encourage you guys to go to thepropertypod.com.au and have a look at it because there are some good tips and tricks there.
0: It's just cool that, yeah, that's just another resource as well and hopefully we can get some more um, articles from From Ben. Ben? Yeah, from Ben. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at mcgregorfn.com. From that kind of the uh, the other one was the Jared Bevan one who yeah
1: so shout out to Jared he's on our show next week so yeah. that's going to be pretty exciting not only do we get JMac back I think well maybe Jared's just coming in to replace JMac
0: well we did say we're going to have a rotating <laughs> chair and it seems like he's abandoned us yeah. so maybe it will be Jared he's he's looked after us a little bit with uh, a few articles
1: yeah basically the next two articles that sort of popped up over the last couple of weeks that I thought were interesting were from our man Jared here in Hobart who works for the Mercury the first one that interested me was education is the key to a stress-free home buying experience
0: it's really cool i wondered if this was um up in october because it's mental mental health month at the moment and it's just kind of really interesting the way that the articles posed in that it really is putting stress management tips out there too because it's a stressful time it's a stressful thing to do to buy a home and and not know what you're doing. See, and that's the worst part because obviously I deal with it every single day. I don't see it as stressful.
1: So oh, yeah, for mate. me, like when I've bought and sold in the past, it's just another day of work. So,
0: it's, it's I was listening to a podcast before of an AFL player was on it and they were just talking about playing in the grand final and how you can lose the grand final before it's even started by being overwhelmed by it or if it's your regular everyday occurrence, you'll get straight into it. So yes, for you – It is something that's, you know, you know the ins and outs, you know what's happening, you're all over it. But for a lot of people out there, it's daunting as, it's it's super scary. So when it
1: talks about education, I feel like that's exactly what we're trying to do with this podcast. Like the podcast, the website, it's all about helping people better understand the industry and make them feel more comfortable about actually jumping in and buying a home or doing renovations, looking into that investment property opportunity and having a bit of an understanding behind the process rather than flying blind.
0: I know I should know this because I edit it every week, but like that's kind of the mission statement behind it. Like the intro guy, when he comes up, is like an easy to access. Does he say educational in there? <laughs> I listen yeah. to it every week. I don't yeah, know what he says funny? anymore. Yeah, I listen to it every
1: time. You're but listening I, to the proper... I know when Parker's listen. in the back seat of the car, though, he reads it word for word as he the guy. He can say it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> our core demographic, our six-year-old marketplace, really hitting home. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, look, education is everything. And look, even in this article that Jared's put together, it's Allianz Australia have, have done a survey and it says the results come out, um, 33% of responders flagged that the number one issue they had was they wish they were better informed before in buying. So essentially, so I
1: guess really the only downfall to Jared's whole article is that he didn't actually reference our podcast in amongst it all.
0: Oh, you think he should have uh, uh, he just could've. said, "Hey guys, if you want an easy to access, yeah, he could have really like the rest of it is just drilled right into that oh. article and given us another little plug. And don't worry, I
1: might bring it up next week with him. <laughs> just tell him,
0: yeah, you know what what would have helped his article just get over the line. Yeah, reference us
1: <laughs> exactly. And look, any reference I can get in a plug, <laughs> I'm going for. <laughs>
0: It did actually go into the article. I remember reading a little bit that it said uh something about the six month most people would buy within six months or something like that, that which John is always touting about. Yeah. That's one of the things that he, I half listen to him say each
1: week when John's talking. <laughs> no, I think we're um what John gets at is that um it does take on average a first home buyer or someone new to the market about six months to find what they're after. Yep. So sort of in the first couple of weeks they have a really long, extensive wish list of all the bits and pieces that they do want. And then they fast discover that potentially maybe we can't get every single item on the list and we have to compromise some things to be able to get to where we want to be. Yep. And so but once they're in a couple of months into it, that's when they start to probably get a bit more realistic and a little bit more genuine as a buyer.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think looking into The other thing is like one of the hidden factors when buying a house is the stamp duty and mortgage insurance, the cost of moving. So all these other factors, like you get the number where it says, this is how much I'm going to offer. But then you've also kind of got to allow for more money when you're getting to it. And then I guess renovations and things that you may want to do afterwards. Mm. So getting all your ducks in a line doesn't just mean I need this much money or can I borrow this much money? It's all these other things that people...
1: And future planning so that you know that you might need something that needs replacing in five to ten years' time and things like that. So having just a a game plan, I guess, and that's what you learn over that six-month period. Yeah.
0: I think I actually remember before I was buying, you'd maybe written a blog or maybe we made a video and it was about balancing your money and like your lifestyle shouldn't change too much when you buy so don't like go beyond your means. So if you still want to have a social life... Do want that Avon on toast each weekend? I think, yeah, I think there was something. I can't remember if it was a video. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do, but I can't remember if it was a blog or... Yeah, I can't remember. Like, we'll be able to go back and we'll find, go find it.
1: We'll go find it and we'll put it out yeah. there on the website. If it is a video, it'll be going up as content for people to yeah.
0: watch. I just remember that was a big thing I thought about and then when talking with my partner about it, she was like, oh, that thing Pat said. It must have been a video because it must have been that thing Pat said. It was one of our top fives, I reckon it was. Uh, Oh, which speaking of those, I know we probably should rebrand them. They're all 414 but I looked at some of the numbers on the website. That Star Wars one that we made, boom, that's getting lots of likes. (laughs) So if you go to the website, we – sillyly, we're big nerds and we um, went – it must have been May the 4th. Was it May the 4th, the Star Wars day? Was it either May the 4th or the announcement of the last Star Wars movie when that was coming
1: out? I can't remember. I actually think it might have been the last major Star yeah. Wars movie. Anyway,
0: anyway we're getting anyway, off topic. Yeah. So, but what happened was we were doing this series called Top 5 and Pat was running through his top five tips of things to do. We'd probably do it monthly or so. And this month we decided that it would be a Star Wars one. I guess people out there listening probably know because of. This is the one that's had the most clicks on it recently. <laughs> um, but, yes, Pat, you talked about the Death Star and how uh, the maintenance and the Death Star.
1: So our top five Star Wars-themed real estate tips. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what they were anymore but I'm Jeez, sure. Geez, we thought it was a good idea at the time though.
0: <laughs> well, obviously people are st- like, look, you do some cross-branded content and – I remember wanting to get you in a Jedi robe and I had I had big plans for it. I was going to turn you into a hologram at one stage.
1: <laughs> that would have been cool. Maybe. But anyway, Maybe look, in the future. But hey, look, there's another movie coming out at the end of this year so we may revisit it. We've we well, I did,
0: I did stop my day's work yesterday cuz oh. I knew the trailer was coming out.
1: Well, let's think about this. Like j Mac, bit of furry beard to him, could oh, be chewy, yeah. like <laughs> All right, all right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, let's I'll be... face it, I don't know what he's talking about half the time. No, I don't know what chewy's talking. <laughs> <half the time. laughs>
0: I like that. So,
1: <laughs> I've like just thought, oh, he's one of those little bear things. Oh, the Ewoks. Yeah, the Ewoks. Yeah.
0: Well, look, if I can understand J-Mac, that must make me Han Solo, so I'm pretty happy with that.
1: <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic. No, we
0: are. <laughs> 414 Real Estate
1: has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006 with their innovative
0: approach to marketing and managing your property. They have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. Another article you got. We're just going to go through articles today. Let's just call it the article show. The article show. The article show with Errod and Pat. All right. So, look, our last article of the show today is another one from
1: Jared, our, our mate here at The Mercury. And it's actually looking at the suburbs in and around Hobart and how they're performing and sort of which ones are going better than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I really was amazed by and what I really liked about it is a suburb in our own backyard is actually top the list. Out here in the northern suburbs. Yeah, Chiggers Hell, of yeah. all places. Chiggers. Yeah. Chiggers. <laughs> like, gotta love Chigwell. Like, what a great little suburb isn't hidden it, away up in the back corner. Isn't
0: it funny? It's one of those ones where if someone said, name the fastest selling suburb in Hobart. I wouldn't have guessed Chigua. You wouldn't have got, But not for any specific reason of it not being a cracker.
1: Yeah, so look, its days on market are uh, quite low at the moment. I'm sitting at only 14
0: days, I think. I think it's at seven in the uh, seven. The Core look, logic. Seven. Look at that!
1: I've just halved the amount of time it takes to sell a home in Jiggle. Boom! But what I really like about it is there's a lot of first home buyers buying into the area. People are renovating the homes up in that space. It's really becoming a good little community area, which is fantastic to see.
0: So I guess what it's kind of doing is um, it's a space that's not too far from the city or from major services. I guess it'd be close to the um, what were we calling it the other week? The northern suburbs mm, transit railing, route. Transit or route. Yeah. yeah. So. so
1: Easy access to that, which means it's accessible to the city.
0: And it's in an affordable price range that people who are first-time buyers can get in and kind of create their first home, family Mm. home, etc.
1: And look, I wish I had two or three properties I bought in the suburb a couple of years ago because in the last 12 months, it's gone up 20.6%.
0: What, the value value of the homes? Yeah. Is this where we sold Blake? Well, not we. I say we. I took the photos. <laughs> hey, we're, we're a team here.
1: Yeah, so Blake bought into that area, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so
0: Blake, our boy, on the ground. Yeah, so that's investor.
1: amazing to see that a suburb can have that sort of growth. Followed closely behind Gagebrook, actually, eight days on market to sell at a price increase of 20% over the last 12 months as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we then moved to Cremorne, Dodgers Ferry, Harrow Newtown. Sort of Howrah, Newtown, you sort of expect that with those sort of suburbs, but... Yeah, it's just a few surprises in amongst its list as to what areas are performing the best, which is, yeah, quite crazy to see.
0: It's good because, again, it's that that idea that we've been talking about is it's not that far away from major city. You're not kind of moving out to your Brightons, which is you're 20 kilometres away from the city. You're quite close to everything and you can create this little community, mm. which I know the community around Jigwool has kind of changed a lot in kind of the 30-year period that I've been on the planet.
1: Yeah, well, look, it used to be a housing commission area. Yep. Um that a lot of that's now been sold off and it's now transforming. Bridgewater is going through the same at the moment as well. A lot of that is being re-sort re of purposed. Yeah, yeah. So You're yeah. the
0: man on the ground out there. I see your face every time I drive through for photos.
1: I just like to leave the signs up for a really long period of time <laughs> after they
0: sell. <laughs> no, there's, there's heaps of little pats that look at me I'm just like, oh crap, I better be working back and see.
1: <laughs> and what I really am amazed is I haven't got a moustache or devil ears yeah. or
0: anything on any of them, which is a really good thing. <laughs> I know when we proposed those signs, though, we were worried that it was like, uh-huh, oh, we're just asking for graffiti. <laughs> Big phallic symbols on the top of your forehead,
1: yeah. I think uh, the problem these days is everyone have got their head in their phones, they're walking straight past them, probably not even noticing them. True,
0: that true, that
1: yeah. So, look, that's where we sort of are at, I guess. There's just four articles that we came across this week that we thought were quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, um, obviously, like normal, we'll put them in the show notes so that people can read the articles themselves,
0: yeah. Yeah, just on, um, on last week's show where we uh reached out to the crowd, we did get a few uh responses back, probably not as. Many as I was hoping, but yeah, we we got you know five or six different responses from people. So thank you for everyone that that reached out. And look, I got two um, bits of feedback saying that the video would actually be something that people are really interested in. They they like it. They were a bit worried about the toilet mention. They said <laughs> that they probably wouldn't be watching it on the toilet. But <laughs> fair enough. No, I did get some feedback saying that that's um, that's something that we should look into. So maybe in the new year. That yeah, and I um, aim for.
1: was chatting to someone just down the street that obviously listens to the show as well and they were like, the, the live video sounds like a great idea. They're just unsure how long it should go for. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I didn't
0: get any any feedback on that.
1: Yeah, maybe we look at a shorter sort of show for a monthly, monthly TV episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so I do have one last thing I want to touch on just before we finish up. So... Um there was a new podcast that was actually launched into the Australian marketplace I think it was last week was episode 1 went live and episode 2 just went live yesterday yeah, um, it's actually by Kylie Davies, who was on our show when I was in Vegas. I actually interviewed her. While oh yeah, you jumped her, her just
0: off. You jumped her when she just got off stage. Yeah, yeah.
1: so she'd been on stage, obviously talking about Home Preso. Home Prezzo, that's it. So she works for a company called Home Prezzo. They're a new tech startup company. Yeah, and she's actually created a new podcast called Prop Tech Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's all about real estate technology, and she's interviewing different people each week. So right up my house. I was going to say,
0: mate, your two passions, property and technology. I know.
1: I'm like, this is like the perfect show. I can't I can't believe she hasn't reached out and asked me to be on it yet, so (laughs) look out, but... (laughs) <laughs> on a side note, I really think um, it's not a bad show. If someone wants to just check it out and have a little listen to it, uh, yeah, for sure. And episode two actually had Sarah Bell, who's been another guest on our podcast
0: as well. So yeah, the uh, the little property circle of podcasts—they're all kind of coming together. It's like a joint universe, like the MCU,
1: pretty much. And look who's leading the show—the Property Pod—are out there in front getting the first action at all the pies and moving forward. So we're
0: trendsetters.
1: <laughs> yeah, looking forward to obviously the next month as well. Um, Real excited. I think we actually have five or six guests locked in, ready to go. So, Yeah, hopefully
0: we can, like, bank a bunch of shows and then we can have a little time off over Chrissy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll just chill. We'll do a special Christmas special, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Wear jolly hats. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. God knows how this will cut together, but <laughs> yeah. Look, actually, I was worried about last week, and so I feel like we pulled it off pretty well. And look, the feedback I did get—oh, that's the one I wanted to mention. So, in our iTunes feedback bit, where you're like at the bottom, it's got the stars and stuff. We got five stars, and it come up saying Megan Trainer, and she's like that lady that sings the. All about the bass, about the bass, and it was like I was like, holy moly, Megan Trainer listens to us. But then I realised Sarah's got a friend, Megan Trainer. She's listened to. I saw her on the weekend, and she said, "Did you see my feedback?" And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I listen every week. I love it. I I started right from the start, and I love the banter. I love everything you guys just talk about." And she's in the same boat as us me and Sarah in the sense that she's renovating at the moment. Oh, cool. She's a first-time buyer. She's right in our target demographic and she's digging what we do. Oh, thank you very much for listening then. So shout out to the Tasmanian Megan Trainer, and if the international one's listening as well, then it's all about the pod.
1: Yeah, exactly. And look, I know we've wrapped up this show four times already, but I just want one last shout out before we go. Go for it. Aaron's Nan, how are you going? Oh. Oh, see, I was gonna let her slide this
0: week, but No, no, no. We've got to get a little pu- a little push out there for your Nan. I told her I'm gonna call her one week and get <laughs> her to talk and see how she goes. But shout out to your Nan. Well uh, played. Beautiful. Thanks for listening, guys. No drama. See ya. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This
1: podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute, should
0: not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations express or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this